York's only throwback station, the new Party 1019. What's up, everybody? Bobby Simmons in the building, Party 101.9 iHeartRadio. And I just want to say to everybody that this is a wonderful, wonderful moment for me right now on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the one and only legendary Joyce Finderella Irby from the legendary group Climax. Hello, Joyce. How you doing, man? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time. First of all, how have you been? Because I thought you was in L.A., but you're not in L.A. You reside now in Atlanta, Georgia, yes? Yes, I'm in the A, but I go back and forth to L.A. a lot. But I actually live in Atlanta right now. Okay, so how's the music scene in Atlanta right now? I know at one point, everyone, well, actually you was the first to kind of go out there during the late 80s before uh, L.A. and Facedom went out there to sh- set up shop. Um, what's, yep. the, what's the scene like out there right now musically uh, in Atlanta? It's a lot of rapping going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it, it, it certainly is different because it was a lot of new jack swinging and, 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 and great R&B initially. Right. And... Um, you know, now it, you know, it's all kinds of music. L.A. has grown. I mean, Atlanta has grown up to be sort of like a little L.A., which is kind of weird. But it certainly has blossomed since I first came out here in the late 80s telling people this is the place. It really has grown up incredibly. Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, you're definitely right. There's definitely a lot of rapping out there. But um, I have to say this, though, though it is a lot of rapping out there, you play the very important part at um, pulling in a lot of great talent um, out of the late 80s into the 90s, um, who are some successful songwriters and producers. Today, I speak on one of Dallas Austin is one of them uh, that you pulled in as a songwriter. Also, being responsible for um, recording artists and singer Lloyd, please tell us about um, those moments of pulling these songwriters and and, and spotting talent, because you're kind of like... Um, what we call a uh, coming out of the 20th century Barry Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, that's very kind. I just, you know, I just, I don't know, have an intuition about some things. And when I first, I used to have to stop in Atlanta when I flew from North Carolina to LA. And just noticed that people were really nice here. And there were, there, there was like six things that seemed really crucial here. And I met people who were just talented musically, like I decided to hang out for a couple of days. And I was amazed that there were so many, especially black kids that lived in middle class families, you know, uh, two parents in the home. Black people were just so economically empowered here in Atlanta, even 30 years ago, Uh that kids had time to, you know, most kids could afford a little cheap drum machine and a little tape machine, and they were just doing great music there was just really nice talented people here Mm. so i just started looking around and you know i I just i guess it's more like a gift from god just being a magnet to to finding people so dallas i guess was the first really successful writer producer that i signed but a funny thing is i started working with lloyd when he was seven because i looked through um the phone book for elementary schools i wanted to find kids that were young mm. who could so, so that young girls who were 12 didn't have to only have dudes who were 20 singing to them right right but, yeah that was important to me but the funny thing is so do you know who sammy is yeah i do know who sammy is yes i remember when sammy was okay, young so, too yeah so i had lloyd and sammy in the same group initially wow when, 
Yeah, a year before Sammy blew up. That was funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me break them break it down to the listening audience who do not know this woman, this young woman's credibility in the music business. A lot of you are familiar with the group Climax. They had the um the hit record, first of all, tons of hit records. One of them was the Men All Pause, which was one. Another one you had Meeting in the Ladies' Room. But everyone really knows Joyce for her Michael Jackson, I'll Be There, Ben-type singing style of the song <laughs> that she did <laughs> called um, uh, um, I Miss You. And, and, and Joyce, please correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people... They, even though they knew it wasn't Michael Jackson, but a lot of people compared you to that style when I Miss You came out in the 80s. Like, it reminded them of a young Michael Jackson. Um, tell us a little bit about that time when um, you wrote that song and that song was out. How much of an impact has that done on you in the music industry as a singer? Because you're a bass player. You started out in the, in the business as a musician, a, a, a bass player. Yeah, with George Clinton, I was playing bass. And, you know, hanging out with P-Funk and um, it's, whew, um, that's a far cry from I Miss You. And actually, I wrote, I, I did the track for the Men All Pause, but Lynn, our keyboard player, wrote I Miss You. And I wasn't even supposed to sing it. Right, right. Um, but a couple of years earlier, I think Jimmy Jam had suggested, like, y'all, you know, that I, I that I should sing and not just play bass. Really? Felt like my voice, yeah, that's, that's the only reason I got a chance to sing was because Jimmy Jam was like, she needs to sing. She has a good, you know, a good pop voice. Right, right, right. Um, so, make a long story short, I did the record. The record, you know, uh, the song blew up. And the funny thing is, people would make the Michael Jackson comparison, which is incredible, and it, it's such an honor. But then Michael's dad, Joe, <laughs> approached me one time and said he was a little bothered by it. Uh -huh. And he said, this is a just true story. We were uh, on Sunset Boulevard at a club called Carlos and Charlie's. And he said, you know, the kids at the house complaining about the record. And I was like, okay, hold it. So I sound like a girl, right? He's like, yep. I said, and didn't Mike sound like a girl? He said, yep. I said, case closed. There's nothing I can do about that. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he didn't have anything else to say, but I understand why people got the comparison for the early Michael because almost any young guy who sings at that age sounds like a girl. Exactly, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a wonderful compliment. And, and to this day, when, when we do concerts, it's like people sing. I don't even have to hardly sing. They're singing all the words, and it almost makes me cry. It's so beautiful that it means something to them, even to this day. It's such an honor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember hearing that song, too, uh, back then when I was young. On uh, At the time, we had Frankie Crockett here in New York City, Radio WBLS. And, oh, yes. And, yes, and Vaughn Harper. And it was the most played song on black radio, which was a black owned station back then, um, all the time. And we just knew something was happening big with this group. Now, let me kind of give an insight to everybody too about the group. And speaking of Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, um, is that they actually produced you young ladies first album when they actually got on the scene. Um, and the group was bigger than that back then. Now, for everybody who don't know, this is an all-female band. And I have to say the first all-female funk pop rock band um, that we was able to see, like, these women really can play. Um, uh, no, no, I mean, I mean, just being honest, because, you know, you have, certain, you have certain bands where they had to have men in the band to kind of dominate, you know. Oh, yeah. 
you know, but y'all was the first band that was like, look, we giving Rick James and everybody a run for their money. What y'all, what you talking about, Willis? You know what I'm saying? It's like y'all was in there. You know what's funny? Yeah. What, what's funny is when I wrote the track, when I cut the track for the Men All Pause, I, I said, I want to get a track that hits hard like Rick James. All right. That was my goal. Wow. Yeah, and, 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 and back then, Rick J- at the time, Rick James and, and guys like Princeton was really those guys on the scene, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. as, as far as like in competition and, and fun competition with bands and having musicians out there play again. New York's only throwback station, the new Party 1019. The question I want to ask you now, what is the situation <laughs> with Climax, because now I'm starting to see a temptation thing over here going on. I know I've seen you. Yeah, I've seen you on the road. I know you're on the road. For those who don't know, Joyce is on the road with her band, her version of Climax. Um, And and, and, and please, if you can, if you can, you know, be as honest as you can. um, Mm -hmm. Will we ever, are the women, are you women connected? Because at one point, we thought, oh, Climax is getting ready to connect. It's getting ready to happen. Then all of a sudden, yeah. it doesn't happen with Bernadette and everybody in the band. Um, please, yep. can you give us an insight on, on uh, what's the situation with the original members, um, you ladies okay. of Climax? Uh, let me give you the short version. Mm-hmm. And just for those who, who want more detail, ultimately, I just finished my memoir, I'd Still Say Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. It's all in detail and... I finished it like three months ago. I'm not, it's not out yet. Uh, I'm figuring out what to do, but it's very detailed in there. But let me, and I'm 100% honest. It started when, you know, when we first split up, then I did my solo deal. And I asked Bernadette to come and produce some songs on me. She did that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, VH, VH1 called and said, we want you guys to do a, um, this thing called Bands Reunited. And at, at, in the early 2000s, nobody wanted to do any performances but me. So I mm. called everybody, do you guys want to play? Everybody's like, no. But then Cheryl Cooley, the guitar player, said, I want to perform. I said, okay. So she was in L.A., and I had a place in L.A. and a place in Atlanta. So I met with her, and I was like, so listen. She said she wanted to be in charge of putting the band together. I said, okay, you do that, and I'll fly back and forth. And we'll rehearse three or four days at a time, and I can fly you know, at least three times a month for rehearsal if I need to. It's not a problem. Right. Because at the time, you know, my income was, you know, consistent. And I knew I could do that. So a couple of months later, I checked with Cooley and she said she was almost crying on the phone talking about, well, the girls I had, they don't want to do it. So we're not going to be able to do anything. I was like, okay, that's too bad. So I went back and I think I was like working with Lloyd or something, um, trying to get him going. And the next thing I know, she's doing shows as Climax by herself, the Whoa. guitar player. With sure no cool. person, yeah, with no person that ever sang a note on any Climax record ever. So that was strike one. Then they called us for the VH1 thing, mm-hmm. Bands Reunited. So it was every original member, Lynn, Lorena, Robin, Bernadette, and me, except we said we're not going to perform with Cheryl Cooley. Because we had also found out... She tried to copyright the name for her own use so none of us could ever use it. Why? Oh, wait a minute. That's shape. That's like, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's like two. And two of the uh, young ladies I play with now actually played with us on the VH1 thing mm-hmm. uh, and played with the other originals when we were all together. 
so then me and Bernadette, Lynn said the keyboard player, she, she, she didn't want to do any gigs. So, and then we couldn't find Robin. So Bernadette Marina, who sings Meeting in the Ladies Room, and I, and, and a couple of the girls I work with now were like, okay, let's go out and do work together. So we did that for a few years. And then about five years ago, Bernadette said she didn't want to work with any of us. She just wanted to do her own thing. So oh. she started doing this thing called a diva in a turntable. And that, you know, she, she, she decided to change it and just be climaxed by herself. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> I'm back writing and recording and doing other stuff like this is, it just started to degrade the value of what climax could be. Yeah, I mean, because uh, that's the way we look at. It. I mean, uh, at least the, the true fans. I mean, that's the way they see it. It's like, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, we definitely want to see whatever members that are left. Who? I mean, of course, you. You're very, very, very important fact because you sang uh, uh, that the most of the hit songs um, on 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 the album. But it's just the combination of all the ladies and this uh, combination of women who embarked on introducing themselves as true musicians and artists in the music industry and for us to not see it come together um, at this time and day and age. I mean, like you said, it is kind of sad uh, because we're music lovers and we're music fans of, of you women work separately and even together. We don't have a problem with y'all doing things yeah. separately. You know, that's... Listen, the, mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's like committing fraud on, on people and and I wouldn't do it for a long time and finally I said if Cheryl Cooley's got other people out there singing my song mm. not sounding like me like I'm getting mail hate mail on Facebook I'm like listen it's not me wow. I would love to come and, because I've offered to come to some places and sing for nothing so people could hear me sing the songs that they want to sing but, you know but let me ask you something but, but can't you stop her uh, well, I guess you can't stop her because she's legally, I guess, uh, bound to use the name as well, as long as it's, it's her name connected to it, yes? Yeah. Uh, the original members, at least as of right now, can all legally use the name, but the caveat is supposed to be we're supposed to identify that and not try to fool the audience. And what Cheryl Cooley does is says, you know, it's Climax featuring Cheryl Cooley, and then she says the 80s all-girl band with the hits, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. The people man. who hit don't have no bag on hits. They don't have no hits. They that's, ain't sing a note. That's fraud. That's that's fraud right there. Uh, let, me, it, let, it, let, it, let, me, let me tell y'all something. Fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joyce Irby, Finderella on the phone right now. Let me explain something to y'all. If you hear that Climax is coming to town featuring Shirley, Cheryl Cooley, and it says the original 80s band, stop. Take your money, take it back, because this is not the original. I'm not trying to stop Cheryl's work. I'm just saying, don't fraud the audience when the audience want to yeah. see the collective. That's just me. That's that, just me. Yeah, no, it, it's fraud. And so I even, you know, it, uh, it's so ridiculous. But some something in my heart just said, Joyce, just go sing. Just go sing and let people know this is not all the originals. Yeah. But... Wow. If, for people who want to hear, especially some of the stuff like I miss you and I'd still say yes, you know, and even, you know, shoot, I sing the mental pause. So I and I listen, I kept trying and I've always been open to us all working together. Mm. The people have their reasons and I respect those reasons. 
and I realize they don't have nothing to do with me. That's their issue. Yeah. Whatever their issue is. Yeah. That, that, and, yeah. That's just so sad. That That's really sad, Joyce. I'm hoping that one day that you get on the phone or they get on the phone with you and everybody get on the phone and say, look, man, we could definitely do it. Um, the, let's make the people, let's make the fans happy because we see the love because they sending you hate mail. So obviously the fans <laughs> know exactly like, you know what I'm saying, what they want. I mean, yeah, but it's not hate mail at, aimed at me. It's frustration right, yeah, of yeah. thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, of knowing like, wait a minute, somebody's singing your song and they're doing it horrible. Cheryl Cooley got a horrible person singing your song. So, like, we need to put a stop to this and um and really see um, you ladies get back together. Um, hopefully that, that, that will hap- happen. Um, for people who don't know, Joyce had a single out where she signed with Motown Records, and she had a song I called Mr. DJ oh, yeah. um, with uh, one of my friends, one of my good friends today, still today, uh, Dougie Fresh. Uh, any more collaborations you planning to do with Dougie? You know, I don't know. We're talking about it. We spent a lot of time together last year at the Magic City Classic, and Dougie talked to me for about 40 minutes about Joyce. Mm. You let go of your momentum. You should never have stopped. You, you, you let go of your momentum. <laughs> That's so, funny. you know, like he's my dad. It's, it's so cute. It, but he was right. Yeah. He was right. So I spent the last year and a half just stockpiling, recording, 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 recording. And I just actually re-released. I did a re-record of I Miss You and I'd Still Say Yes, the anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell people I'm banking up um, lots of stuff recording. And for anybody who would like a free of my memoir for free to anybody who wants it, um... They just have to go to Climax FM, as in FM radio, ClimaxFM.com, and you'll see something that says Editor's Alley, and just put in your email address. I Say Yes is a song that Joyce did. And for those who don't know how the song go, I'm going to try to sing it, Joyce. Hold on. It goes, because I still say yes to you again. Yo, you and Howie Hewitt together on a record was the was a butter joint to do. And you actually um, regrouped uh, with them again on a single you had out uh, last year uh, called Because of You. Um, yeah, because we're still going to be cutting some stuff together. Wow, That's my buddy, that is great. I'm, I mean, you and you, you put, you hit it on the head. You said real R and B, not to disrespect a lot of stuff that's out t- out there today. Um, but please, everybody, you new R&B artists, if you need some help um, to, uh, to figure out how to write and arrange like with bridges and stuff, call Joyce. I mean, she's a songwriter herself, right? I'm, I'm being I'm being honest, Joyce, for real, because you know I, I talk with Patty Austin, and Patty Austin teach people how to um, t- uh, she she teach vocal lessons, and you know, and we talk about Patty Austin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, exactly. So, if you need vocal lessons, go to the great Patty Orson. If you need some great writing capability, hit Joyce Irby up, y'all, and let's get some real R&B music back out there. You know what I'm saying? Because we miss it and we love it. But I tell you one thing, Joyce, we need to have you in New York and see you um, and do your thing, Joyce. I thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to do this phone call with me, ladies and gentlemen. She's gonna say to you one more time where you can purchase the music and. Uh, she's going to be giving out free copies of samples of her memoirs. Hit them once again, Joyce, on that. Oh, yeah. ClimaxFM.com. There's some free music downloads on the on our site, too. So now I'm going to get on the phone and wait to get you in New York City.
because honestly, we definitely love you. We love the music. Please keep it coming. Um, let's show our love and respect to our legends and our artists who open the doors for us and still open the doors just because we know some things don't mean we know everything. Understand? <laughs> the longer I live, the more I know. I still don't know much at all. There it's you amazing. go. So we all learning from each other. We appreciate you, Joyce. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Joyce Finderella. Irby's in the building. We'll be back. Don't move nowhere, y'all. Check it. New York's only throwback station, the new party 1019.